The Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so happy to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monrail back again for another week here in the Passholder Lounge. This week is episode number 16, and I want to get to it as soon as we possibly can because, number one, it's late, and I'm trying to throw this together as quickly as possible. Due to a family emergency, I will be out of town this coming week, and I don't have as much time to put this together, but also because this is a very good episode, and I have been trying to get this man on the show, but he is just hard to pin down. He's a busy guy in high demand no matter where you go theme park rob is just being pulled in all kinds of directions just because everybody's trying to get a piece of him (laughs) but i'm grateful he decided to sit down with me for about an hour and have a little chat and we didn't get to nearly everything we wanted to talk about as usual so of course that means he'll be back again soon but for now let's take a listen into our conversation here episode number 16 theme park rob hit it Rob, you just got back from Cincinnati. I did. Yeah. How long were you there? Uh, seven days. Seven days. Seven, yeah. I know you squeezed in some of that skyline chili. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Every time I try to go, every <laughs> time I go home, I try to squeeze in some skyline or Gold Star or Price Hill chili, oh. Camp Washington chili, yeah. any of it, as long yep. as you can get something. When is our skyline supposed to open here in Orlando? It's is it next year? Uh, I can't remember. I don't. I cannot remember either. Oh, who knows? We'll just just say next year. Yeah. Next year, April sounds good. Spring is a good enough time that like it'll open around the time Tron does. It may open before Tron. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they'll start the train back before Tron runs. Oh, that's a, that is a good uh, question. I, I think there's a chance they might. I know that they've been doing the cast member training on the train. And I think they're headed that direction because who knows? I mean, it's vague enough just saying Tron's going to open in spring. I would imagine <laughs> it's going to be, it, it'll be after the 50th is done, right? So it's not going to be before April. No. So I bet they start the train sometime in the spring, like maybe, maybe right before like spring break season, maybe March, early March. Yeah. That's my, I'm, I'm, that's my prediction at this point. We'll see if I'm right. That, that's all it's just a guess for all of us yeah i'm just thinking that why would they do it you know in january february because crowds aren't going to be too bad probably although i say that and crowds really haven't subsided that much since they reopened the parks and they have not it's it's been why th- this fall break season has been nuts i i didn't i didn't end up going to the parks the last couple of weeks but oh my gosh it's been i did go to halloween horror nights one night and it was atrocious before we left this was of course it was a friday it was last friday but before we left the park the line for halloween was up to 138 minutes oh my god the line for the weekend was 120 i was like why would you i I mean you're spending like a, a quarter of your time at halloween horror nights in one line like that's just seems like a waste that obviously if you had it like express would have been the way to go. But like, my goodness, I just, I, I was so glad that it was like what my fifth time going this year. And I, I wasn't worried about doing too much. Yeah. You know, just hanging out. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see nightmare fuel reloaded or whatever they called it this year. Did you see the show this year? No, no, we did not. Uh, when Tracy and Maddie and I went, we had talked about going, but 
they really wanted to see the houses. So yeah, that was, you know, and I knew they, that I was, I knew that I was going to be going back a few more times. So yeah. And then they got beat and had to tuck out before the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. When you're going house to house and you all had express, so you were able to just kind of keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of walking and I think too, you know, it's high energy. You got the adrenaline pumping and getting scared in the houses. I mean, it, it does, it wears you out um, faster than you might think. Plus, I mean, I think by the time you all left, it was after midnight or close to it anyway. Yeah. It so, was right at it. Yeah. So that's a late night. But well, we uh, say, this segue is pretty quick on, uh, in the lounge, doesn't it? Oh, it, we just, whatever, <laughs> basically whatever comes up in my mind. And I just want to say it like, we just go in that direction because I never got the chance to do that on the morning monorail show. And now I feel free to just basically stream of consciousness, this conversation, just let it flow. Yeah. Just that's let it kinda, flow. That's the idea. We, it flow. And speaking of flows, we haven't even talked about drinks yet. Yeah. I, I actually brought a drink. You got a drink right there. What are you drinking? I do. Um, I'm not fancy. I just got some rum and Sprite. Hey, I'm not fancy tonight either. I, I made myself a whiskey sour, and it was mostly just because the sour mix, I'm down to the bottom of it, and I'm like, let's go ahead and use the rest of it. So <laughs> whiskey sour and a, a rum and Sprite. Cheers, Rob. Yep, cheers. It's good to have you in the lounge. So for those that I feel sorry for you if, if you don't know Theme Park Rob, because he's one of the best out there. Such a good oh, guy. Thank you. And um, but Rob, you, you've been part of the, the creator community now for, well, how long have you like been around and, and with, with the theme park, Rob handle, would you say, uh, when did the dumpster fire start? Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Early 2020. Yeah. 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 I, and I feel like, I, well, that means I must've kind of met up. Like we, we interacted very early on then. In yeah, your career, creator career. We did. Um, we still lived in Cincinnati. So I was doing a little bit of creation or uh, creating content mm. at Kings Island, which was our home park at the time. And I had no idea what I was doing. You know, yeah. I could watch, watch others on YouTube or see what somebody's doing in Twitter or on Facebook. That's how far back this goes. I mean, Twitter was still where everybody was putting everything. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then we knew that we were going to be moving down here. The world caught fire. Jocelyn came and saved us all. I think. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. She really did. And I just I, I started talking with you. I was talking with Frank and Jen. And uh, I said, all right, this is what we're going to do. I grabbed my phone. We go into the parks and I just, I just started filming. It's, I found that it was a lot easier to talk to myself. That's how I look at it. <laughs> like I can talk to myself easier than I can talk to whoever's listening to me. Yeah. If I blocked it, if I put that out of my mind, I do all right. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, no big deal. So yeah, it was, it was about the same time, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's funny because I bet you now I feel like I've known you for so long um, that I bet you there's several people that I am friends with, like close friends with now to this day that I met through Jocelyn, through the Disney Gratitude One community. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
this is probably the first time that I've mentioned her on this podcast and shame on me, but Jocelyn, um, she is just like, well, sometimes we talk about Diz Twitter and, and Diz Twitter is sort of a bad word. And I mean, just like any online community, you've got your trolls and, and it's very divisive and polarizing and everybody's got hot takes. Jocelyn was always this beacon of good and positivity and light. Yes. And she drew like so many of us towards her. And then we met each other because we were sucked into the Jocelyn atmosphere. Yep. You know, um, the orbit. And um, I, I'm, I'll be forever, forever grateful to her. Just, just even for that, for all the great people I got to meet by yeah. way of Jocelyn. Yeah. I can remember the first time, the first time we had a zoom, a zoom meeting, there was like 16 of us on there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had people from, I think Lee was on there. So, I mean, we had people from Europe. Yeah. Um, it's just, just all was, over the country. It yeah. was, I bet we had somebody from the international space station on the call. Oh, that like, would have been exciting. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. See, now um, you're, t- see, now we're talking. Now we can get into <laughs> space, Rob. We can talk space. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just shout out to Je- to Jocelyn right now. If you're not following her on Twitter or Instagram, um, so I know that they changed. I think they changed their handle on Instagram to it's like the Disney Bucket List family. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now because she deserves a, a full throated plug. But yeah, Disney Disney Bucket List family. You can find her on Instagram. Did she change her Twitter handle as well? Let me check that too, because I I want to make sure I tell people right. Disney bucket list. Okay, it's not coming up, so let's try the old school Disney gratitude. Yeah. Okay, so Jocelyn is still Disney gratitude, and then you drop the e and put a one put a at one. the end instead. So Disney gratitude one. Um, she's still out there. She's still following me, and um. I know I know life has gotten a lot busier for her. I, I don't think she's quite as active as she used to be on Twitter, but she's still out there. So anyway, thank you, wonderful, Jocelyn. A wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but, but Rob, um, when you started creating, what what was your main focus? You were making videos on your phone. Were you where were you posting them? Facebook. Is that and Twitter were those your main or or where did yeah. you start out? <clears throat> yeah, I was yeah Facebook and Twitter, uh, occasionally Instagram. I was still trying to figure out the reels. I think the reels were new and the stories. Oh yeah, or at least it seemed like they were new to me. They were. I mean, they're still new to me. <laughs> honestly, uh, TikTok did not belong to us yet. The no. kids still owned it. We have a death grip on it now, though. I think. Uh, well, you do. You're like a you've, you're a TikTok master. You, you know, know you know how to play that game. I mean, you you've got some videos that have blown up on you a little bit. I have, surprisingly, there have been a couple, and I don't know how it happens. So <laughs> we're gonna get you like five new followers from this show right now. Go follow Rob on TikTok, Theme Park yeah. Rob. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you um, in advance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you your your videos are always a lot of fun, and you sometimes the things that you do end up inspiring me. Cause I think that I saw you do the, the Muppet filter before I did it. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that was so funny. Yeah. 
So oh. I, that, those are pretty much the only ones I do now on TikTok. Is if there's a fun filter, I, I'll do that. But yeah. otherwise, I, I I just can't figure it out. It's so frustrating. It's it doesn't make sense to me because it, it's just like Twitter or, or or anything else. The more thought that you put into whatever you're going to put out there, the less likely anything's going to happen with it. You right. you just you put something, and I hate to say that because I know people put a lot of thought and effort into their. Twitter and Instagram and things like that. And they're doing great. But in my personal experience, if I just put, I'm like, Oh, this would might be fun to do. And I put 15 minutes into it as opposed to like racking my brain, having steam coming out of my ears and all that, like that, that will get me like hundreds of views. You know, if I just like throw something out there. So who knows? It's, yeah. it's I think it is a young, a young person's game. In my opinion, you're young at heart, Rob. That's why you can do it. I try. I try. <laughs> My body doesn't feel young anymore, but I try. <laughs> so so what are you mainly focused on now when you create content? Again, for the, for the re- partial reason I moved here, you know, I want to do part content. I do like doing, you know, occasionally I'll do stuff from home or just out and about. Like when I travel between Cincinnati and Orlando at the airport. I don't know if I have a true target audience. I just, I just want to put it out there. I think if I put more effort into it, like you, like we were just talking about, I think if I put more effort into it, I might, I might see a little more return from it. Yeah. But at this point, it's just fun. I'm, I'm having fun doing it. Yeah. I'm never going to make anything off of it. If I make a thousand dollars a month or a hundred dollars a month, I'll be amazed. Yeah, I'm not in it for that. Yeah, well, I, 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 I would like to see. I don't. I think my biggest problem is where do I, where do I want to really put the focus? I mean, mm-hmm. YouTube. I thought YouTube was going to take off, and I mean, there are hundreds of create thousands of creators out there, and some of them do an amazing job. Yeah. And then there's me (laughs) and I'm like, what do I want to put up there? And I put something up and it gets 125 views. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's all right. I don't get my hopes up just because I guess I don't feel like I'm putting enough into it to get that much back from it. Yeah. Right. You, 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 I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like you, you understand you are not investing that much time and effort into the things that you're doing just yet. Um, so you don't really expect that much just yet. And, you know, uh, I get it. I mean, but you know, it's crazy how things can happen because you just create like one video that just blows up and goes viral. And then the next thing, you know, um, you've got all these followers and, and all your videos are getting views and it's awesome. Uh, and, I hope that for all of these people that I've had on my show and all my friends, because I think everybody that I've brought on to this point is a creator in one way or another. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of like you, but I, I feel it's, it's funny because part of the whole premise, the concept of this new show is that I don't have to put as much behind the scenes work into it as I used to for morning monorail. I don't have to do the prep. The edit is so much easier because I don't care if people hear if we slip out a little four-letter word here and there. Right. Who cares? We're um, talking to you, Landon. 
That's right. <laughs> when Landon's on the show, it's so much easier to edit. Um, you know, and and I just have fun talking to my friends about stuff that we're passionate about. So when I look at my numbers, which is something we talk about a lot, right? Like you can't be chasing the numbers. You have to be creating content you like and that you enjoy. And and if people find it, they find it, and hopefully they will. But you, you can't not look at the numbers. You do. It's just it's sure. the nature of it, you know. And sometimes I'll look at what I've got right now and think about where we were and I, and I feel a little sad and then I'm like, yeah, but like, also I have to understand (laughs) that this is a totally different show and I'm putting a lot less effort into it. (laughs) So, you know, I'm happy that those of of you who are listening are here, by the way, I'm super grateful for, for all of you. Don't get me wrong. I think, you're like you're almost doing uh, like a broad. You're creating stuff that it's it's sort of slice of life, but it's also like Rob's interests, like how you spend your spare time. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because you enjoy the stuff you enjoy. Why not like create content out of it and don't make it like a job? That's the thing. I, yeah, and I'm not like I said, I'm not creating for one specific group. You know, I can go and film. SpaceX rockets got a Falcon heavy launch coming up. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, That'll be uh, three and a half minutes of nothing but loud noise. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I I have a mutual love of space and um, I got to plan a viewing from the space coast of a launch at some point. I just, I, since I haven't done it, I mean, it's good. I'm talking to you and, and you're getting the experience you've gone. To, I know you went over for the, um, the launch of Artemis that didn't right. happen. Yeah. Um, so you've got some experience doing this, so maybe you can talk me through it, but I, I always think about like, well, I don't know where to go. And I know that like, you've got to make sure that you pick a good spot where you're safe and you can get in and out easy and all this kind of stuff. And then I just talk myself out of going over there, but, um, especially for something like Artemis. Cause I knew that so oh, yeah. many people would be going, but you know, for a regular, I would even go for a regular, just a Starlink launch there. We're putting a thousand more satellites up there. I'll go watch that rocket. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we bought a pass for jetty park mm-hmm. for the jetty park campground and beach access area. And that's an amazing spot to watch. Cause you're on just on the other side of the jetty from the Cape. Yeah, I mean, right across the yeah, water is. So we go over there to watch. Now, when I went to watch Artemis, uh, I knew that they had been sold out. They said that people that had the annual pass, they would let a few of them in until they had reached their capacity. I just didn't want to take a chance of waiting to get in there and then getting turned around. Yeah. 15 minutes for this thing flies. Right. And not have not have anywhere to go. So I ended up parking along the causeway mm. and uh by the Banana River. And I just sat there. I got there uh, about midnight, I guess. I think the yeah. launch was scheduled for what seven? I think so. <clears throat> and I sat there with two hundred of two hundred like minded friends and yeah. I luckily I was sitting with somebody who had an inside actually that was over there and there I said, they're not going to go. Uh-huh. They're just waiting to get the launch director to approve the scrub. Yeah. And I said, you're sure about that? He said, yeah. So I grabbed my camera, packed everything up, threw it in the car. And I was 
two miles away <laughs> listening to it before yeah before they <laughs> announced it so beat the traffic <laughs> yep. Yep. i'm not gonna sit there why do what do i need to sit here for that's funny yeah well i'll, ta- I'll take you with me i'll let you know when i head over okay over absolutely i'd, I'd love to go with you, you and way we'll go yeah that would be great um i'd love to see it for those who maybe aren't aware i am a two-time space camp alum so Two years of space camp under my belt. They still didn't grant me the honor of just making me an astronaut oh. and uh, and letting me get on the on on one of those rockets. But uh, you know, here's hoping. I keep putting it out there, and maybe maybe somebody will hear the right person will hear this. Maybe it's Jeff Bezos. No, I don't want to go on his rocket. No, um, <laughs> and I only say that because of their anomaly. That never, never mind. I, yeah, their anomaly. I forget. We can talk about whatever we want here. They're yeah. an anomaly that I don't believe was so much an anomaly as it was. Let's see how this works because yeah. they had never really had a true test of it of their yeah. abort system, and it mm-hmm. just happened to be the first one that was unmanned. That's right. Just happened to be, luckily. And I have I have yet to see any video or any photos of the crash site of the booster after it had its failure and catastrophic landing. Yeah. I, I haven't seen nothing yet. So they're holding the, I don't think it was exactly the way they presented it. Yeah. I hear but that's just me. What, what is their company called? Is it blue origin? Yeah. Blue that, origin. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't pay as much attention to that when I, I've been following SpaceX for a very long time and, uh, you know, I I think it's a real shame. I don't know. There's probably positives and negatives um, to the fact that s- the the whole space program got privatized, basically. And I feel like over the course of NASA's existence, there's been there have been so many advancements just in in technology that we all use today, or have used for the last fifty years. Um, 70 years really um, that have come as a result of the space program and investing in the space program and pushing ourselves to do things that no man has done before. Um, And now we would say no person has done before. We should update that phrase. Um, But like then just, I get like when you create competition, maybe that, you know, can advance the technology even further, but I just feel like it behooves the, our national government to, to really be in, invested in a program like this. That's for something rather than it, it's for a greater good, in my opinion, rather than just like the common good, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally does. Uh, we shouldn't be stuck here, stuck uh, air quotes. Yeah. We shouldn't be stuck here just because of a financial constraint. We spend so much money on what I deem silly things. Yeah. Another listener or another person might say, well, what do we need to go back to the moon for? We've already been there. We're not talking about going back to the moon. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about that advancement in the space program to make this world even, not just America, but the world a better place or and advance us and give us that opportunity to continue to reach out further. Yeah. Reach out, but also on the trajectory trajectory that we're on right now, this earth is not going to last forever, not in a livable condition. 
No. And so if humans have any shot of continuing as a, as a, a going concern, then we can't stay here. So that's just the bottom line. And that I, I think about that sometimes, but um, I, I don't know. I, I hope that we do a lot to save the planet. I, I think that it's a real shame, the damage that we continue to do every single day. Yeah. Um, but I just think we've, I almost feel like we've gone past the point of no return. That I, we, we are inside of the two minute warning. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doomsayer and I'm in the grand scheme of everything. Yeah. We're, the clock is ticking fast. Yeah. And we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can, you can say that things aren't actually happening. I'll use the word. You can say that global warming is not real. Look around. Right. Look what happened in Alaska with the crabs. Mm -hmm. They have disappeared because they had to go find colder water. Yep. That's right. There are chunks of ice calving off of glaciers the size of Rhode Island. Yeah. I don't know. And and it goes past the normal cycle of Earth's uh, climate. You know, it's we we're we're artificially changing the climate and that's the problem so anyways uh <laughs> man i never thought i never imagined that you and i would be sitting here having a conversation like this i know well never, I, I mean sitting around bs and at the on your couch at your home or at my home yeah but here sharing it with everybody to listen to hey that's what the lounge is all about rob that's what we do um okay so that that was all about that was all from question number one of the new Passholder Lounge questions. We're going to move <laughs> on to question number two. Do you hold an annual pass to any park currently? And if so, which ones? Which ones? Yes, plural. Uh, we are currently. This is our third year since we moved here, uh, being pass holders for Walt Disney World. Before we moved here, when we still lived in Ohio, we were a pass holder for two years prior. So this is our, well, I almost said fifth year in a row, but we had that one year right after we moved here that they stopped selling passes and yeah, that whole mess. But we've had, we held uh, annual pass for two years in Ohio. Mm-hmm. When we were there, we also had the passes for Cedar Fair Parks. Nice. Um, but since we moved here, we are Walt Disney World, uh, Universal Orlando, and SeaWorld. Yes, SeaWorld. So those are the, yeah. Do you have the SeaWorld Pass that also allows you to go to Bush Gardens, or do you just have the SeaWorld only pass? Just the SeaWorld only. Uh, I rarely even go to SeaWorld. Actually, the, last, the only time I've been to SeaWorld in the last two years was with you. Yeah, when we went to Hollow Scream. Yeah, and I missed this one this year. Yeah, yeah, the girls love going, and uh, Tracy has a friend that comes into town. That's her favorite park in Orlando. So they mm. get their they get their use out of it. It's not that I don't want to go. I just I'm always busy, and or at least I feel like I am. Yeah, I've been a few times since I got my SeaWorld pass. Um, I need. I, I definitely feel like I need to spend more time. It's it's funny, in in last week's episode that people will have already listened to by the time they hear this one. Yeah, Tom and Michelle, we were talking about how they didn't have 
Knott's Berry Farm uh, passes when they lived in San Diego. And they and one of the things they said was, well, we would have to pass Disneyland to get to Knott's Berry Farm. So why would we not just go to Disneyland? And I was like, that's so funny because it's very true to me that if Walt Disney World was between me and Universal and SeaWorld, I may not need Universal and SeaWorld passes because if I, I, it would be hard in my mind to pass by Walt Disney World and go to one of those other places. Right. I mean, just I'm being real. I don't, I understand. Yeah. Uh, we are, luckily, we're in a spot where we're kind of close to all three of them yeah. equally. It might actually take us a little bit longer to get to Universal, depending on how the traffic is on the four. Mm-hmm. And eh, if you've ever been in Orlando on the I-4, you know how bad the traffic can be. It's uh, the worst. It's bad. But yeah, we hold passes to three parks right now, three different parks. Um, we definitely get our use out of Magic, out of Magic Kingdom, out of Walt Disney World, <laughs> our annual pass for there. It's been a while, though. I went, I met up with my cousin a few weeks ago. She came into town with her daughter. So I spent the day at uh, Magic Kingdom. But it's been, as we were talking about in the beginning, or before we came on the air, talking about the crowds. Mm-hmm. It was, it's bad. Yeah. The crowds are, the crowds are bad right now. Yeah, it's busy. I, don't, I know that, like, going to... Magic Kingdom on the days that they have Mickey's Not So Scary, that the crowd levels are down. So that's usually when I go there. Mm-hmm. I can't spend the whole day anyway because I've got kids getting off the bus. I got to come home, yeah. <laughs> cook dinner, and I'm getting older. I can't do a whole. I can't do a 15 hour day in the park anymore. <laughs> My feet won't allow it. Well, and and as a local, we don't have to push ourselves to do stuff like that. Right. We, that's one of the real benefits of being a pass holder to a place like Walt Disney World. We can go. It, it's it's such a wild concept, right? Because you and I both moved here from other states. And yeah. to, to be in the mentality now of, oh, I could go to Magic Kingdom for like a couple hours and leave. And, you know, maybe ride one thing and I'll be fine. You know, even or yeah. if I don't ride something, that's fine. You know, <laughs> I have had days like that. Yeah. I went over and I'm like, uh, let's have some breakfast. And then just go find a nice spot to sit. Just and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's and then you're like, because I know I'll be back. I can do it's busy. The line for me, like I said, my my limit is about like 20 minutes at this point. Um, <laughs> so like I look, it's like, oh, uh, Pirates is 25 minutes. That's a uh, eh. That's borderline. That's maybe too long. Let me go get a, let me go, let me go to Friar's Nook and get some buffalo chicken tots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just so funny how that mentality changes, but, uh, but I totally get it. Has your favorite park to, um, to go spend time in, has, has it changed as a local as opposed to when you traveled down um, less frequently? No, it hasn't. Uh, I would, uh, okay. Can I take that back? Sure. That's your one mulligan. All right. Next time you have to take a shot. I would, I want to say no, but I think since, uh, Hollywood studios, hashtag always MGM. (laughs) Um, I think since they've, they've opened up and they've increased their, attractions in the park. I mean, at one point they had what four, 
Yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, opening day, they had maybe two. <laughs> yeah. So, but since they, you know, since Star Wars or Galaxy's Edge has opened up Toy Story Land, mm-hmm. uh, just that has really changed it. I want to say that that park is my favorite now, but I can't, I can't not go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It's just hard not to. As and a, I, you know, as a person observing when you go to the parks and you're posting about it, I feel like you're in Magic Kingdom the most. Yeah. That's now where I, I see you. I am going, I do have it scheduled to go tomorrow uh, to Animal Kingdom. So, okay. Because, yeah. So, and I haven't been there in a while. I rarely go to Epcot just because uh, I'm, I don't know. Epcot's kind of, I, I just don't have that attraction to Epcot anymore. That's I don't know if it's because of all the, the festivals that they've got going on all the time. I like, I like Epcot light. Okay. All yeah. right. I don't, I don't necessarily mind the festivals, but I also understand where you're coming from. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't all year long. Yeah. Like we, we don't need one festival to lead to the next, to lead to the next, like give us maybe a month in between. So if we've got, let's think about this. We've got festival of the arts or farts, as I like to call it. We've got flower and garden. We've got food and wine. And then we've got the festival of the holidays. So you've got four. You could do, um, one of them, I guess is it's going to be a little uneven, Unless you do, no, you could do, no, you could do it this way. Two months and then a month off, two months and then a month yeah. off. Yeah. Just do that. That's fine. Yeah. And I it just, might actually help with crowds, although that's not what they're interested in. They want it to be packed full as much have, as possible. I don't know. That's not what. Oh, I don't, Ch- oh, I don't care what Bob Chapik says. That's what he's, he's like, that's why we raise prices. We yeah. Okay. The, we want to get the, we want to get the crowds down so people can enjoy it more. I'm like, dude, lower the prices. There will be a lot more people that can enjoy it and keep your reservation system intact the way you're supposed to be using it. And you can control the crowd levels. Sorry if I offend anybody. No, you know I, what? I, I like, I like the reservation system. I mean, there are days that I don't get to go and I'm like, damn, I should have scheduled it last week like Justin did. And I'll be able <laughs> to go. But I, I'm okay with the reservation system. It's not, I don't know. I don't mind it. I think my issue right now is the park hopping after two. If they, and, and because they have made it easier to modify your park reservation, you don't have to like cancel then, you know, now you yeah. can modify, um, which is good. But the park hopping after two thing is kind of dumb. And I don't know. It all feels a little bit artificial to me now because I've seen so many videos lately of people talking about how the only park pass they could get was Animal Kingdom. So you see them tap into Animal Kingdom and then leave and go to Epcot or something like that. And it's just like, well, if Epcot was full and no one else could go there, then why are people allowed to hop? That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, um, because by the way, people go to Epcot later in the day. Why? Because you eat and drink there, and then you yeah. don't usually leave. You don't. People don't typically hop from. I'm getting ready to start my stand-up act. People don't hop from Epcot and go to Animal Kingdom. Um, Epcot's where you end up. 
<laughs> oh, also, Go I on, mean, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> um, you might, I guess it's possible you might hop Epcot to Magic Kingdom because you can hop on the monorail. You've got the Skyliner to take you to Hollywood Studios, you could do that too. I just think. It's more in my mind. It's more likely you started your day at Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios and ended up at Epcot. Yeah. Why? Because you needed to get to Magic Kingdom early to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, or you needed to get to Hollywood Studios early so you could get in line for Rise, and you don't have to wait four hundred and twenty minutes. So, which is I know that was one day, but it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, still, their wait times are still just astronomical for that. Yeah, but. Look at Flight of Passage. So, I think Epcot. Like, okay, what? Oh, okay. This just made me think. What's the best morning park? I think it's Animal Kingdom. Oh, I think Animal yeah, Kingdom is the far. best morning park. Yeah. Um, and then, what's the best park at night? In your opinion, I, I think, I think Hollywood Studios. I mean, okay. I think parts of Hollywood studios would be in contention. Like you said, toy story land. Sure. Um, and also galaxy's edge at night. Sure. I, although I do like the neon on, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard. I love, I love that area. Yeah. That's a strong case. Cause I was going to say it's magic kingdom open shut case, but, but I'm basing that on Tomorrowland. Really outside of Tomorrowland at night, it gets dark in Adventureland. Like, I mean, you can run into people. It's dark over there. Liberty Square, Frontierland, it's all kind of dark over there. Fantasyland. Behind the castle is nice and lit up where the carousel is. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, tomorrow, I love Tomorrowland so much. It's my favorite land in any park. So, um, is it? It is. Like, Tomorrowland at night is just, that's top notch for me. That's top tier. I love I first of all I love the area music of Tomorrowland anyway but like like you light it up with the neon at night and just you yeah. even the sound of the Tomorrowland speedway in the background and you've got the people mover voice over if you're just walking it like oh god it's so it's so good Yeah I'm with you Yeah So my my question was going to be like could you almost rank the parks in when like what part of the day you would go So if you've got if you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Hollywood Studios as the nighttime park. We'll, we'll start Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios is the nighttime park. So what is your... We got mid-morning, mid-afternoon. I think mid-morning is going to have to be Magic Kingdom, and then mid-afternoon would be Epcot. Mostly because World Showcase isn't even open until... Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's how you have to do it. Yeah. Any objections to that? No, order? no, no, no. <laughs> okay. No, That's I'm sitting here order. trying to just thinking about, you know, walking through there at those times and that's, that's probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah. I mean, you're going to miss the, the, like the morning transportation stuff in the magic kingdom where they've got like the, that bus that goes up and down yeah. or whatever, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, Rob, we, our loose topic for today was just talking about um, moving to Central yeah. Florida, moving moving to the magic, as we always like to call it, move it moving to the most magical place on earth. Um, and I think it's interesting to kind of talk about it in in how 
you thought about it before you moved and then, and, or maybe even how you thought about the parks before you moved and how you think about them now. So I wanted to ask you this one, when you were traveling from Ohio and coming to Florida, um, no matter length of stay, did you even really consider like taking time and going to Universal or SeaWorld or were you always, we're just doing Walt Disney World? Yeah, we were strictly focused on, we were strictly focused on Walt Disney World. Um, I had never be, even been to Universal until we moved down here. Hmm. I had never been. Uh, I just didn't have any interest in it. I, I've always been, I, I guess just because I grew up watching Walt Disney World, the wonderful world of Disney, and that's just what I always saw. I didn't yeah. know what Universal was or SeaWorld or any of that. So that was always that was always my draw. And Tracy was right along right right there with me. So I had, you know, I had a, a partner in crime that that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. You know, we had we had a we had kids still and it just it seemed like the right thing to do, at least to us. And I'm, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change it at all. How frequently did you travel before you moved? Uh, when we had our passes, we would come down two, three times a year. Okay. We would so come down two frequently. or three times a year. Yeah. yeah. We tried to come down. We would either be down here like during for uh, Mickey's not so scary, or we would be here for the Christmas party. Sometimes we would be down here at spring break, which I know is atrocious, but you know, when you're traveling, that's what that, you get here when you can get here. And Tracy was so good about snagging fast passes and just, she was really, really good about scheduling an amazing trip for us. Yeah, she really was. And I'm sure if she, if she had to do it, she would now. She's just like, are you going to the park today? Yeah, have fun. That's a, that's her extent of planning it now. She's like, get the hell out of here. I got to work. <laughs> Go have fun. I mean, I, we even did, I did a several one day trips. Mm. I would one day, one day I would leave Cincinnati. I'd catch a plane at six o'clock, six thirty in the morning, fly to MCO, uh -huh. see that lovely carpet, <laughs> catch a ride share over to the park. And I'd be in the park by nine thirty. Yeah, I'd spend the day here. My flight would be leaving Orlando at seven or eight o'clock, and I'd be back home by eleven. Wow! <laughs> the only all I had was my my airfare, which I mean, there's we'll probably never ever see prices like that. I was getting tickets on either Frontier or Delta for one hundred eight, hundred ten dollars round like, trip. Yeah, wow. round trip. My wow. life. I. I piss away more money on dumber stuff <laughs> than me going to have a fun day at magic kingdom for a hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah. screw it. She's like, are you really going to do that? Yeah, I'm going. So it's we did it a couple of times. Yeah. And then she, Maddie was off school one day. So we just got her up. She's like, what do we do? And I ask, just get dressed. And we all three did it. We were back <laughs> home that night. She oh went God. to school the next day. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I don't even know why it was in the middle of the week. And she went to school the next day and told him, well, I was at Walt Disney World yesterday. And they're like, no, you weren't. You're full of shit. She's like, no, really? And 
I told her I'd sent her photos. I said, I put them on her phone. I said, here, you can show them. Wow. People just didn't believe it. We did it two or three times. That's awesome. That sounds just, like a really fun day, actually. It, you know what? It was like being on uh, The Amazing Race. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. You know, I knew what my end goal was to get back home in time. Yeah. So, but it was, I had, it was so much fun. It would be fun to do that and then just push yourself just to see like, okay, on this one, I'm going to see how many rides I can do in this one day, like, you know, and, and get back home. <laughs> People, you know, you're, you're back home. You're like, oh, yesterday I was at Magic Kingdom and I rode 15 rides. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, when we would go to the bus stop, they would say, well, what'd you do yesterday? I was like, oh, I went to Florida. What? How long were you there? Just, just one day. Yeah. A matter of hours. <laughs> yeah. I always now think it's I, interesting I, when people do the, um, like they'll start in uh, here and then fly to California and try to do like Walt Disney World and Disneyland in the same day. Yeah. Like in the same 24 hour period or. See, we're going out to California after the first of the year. Uh, and we have two days scheduled at Disneyland on New Year's Day and this January 2nd. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be out there. If I could get into the park, I mean, it's I'm sure, there's no way. Uh, there's not even any reservations. If I could get on Walt Disney World property yeah, after midnight and then be in Disneyland that day. I wonder if I That'd could be pretty cool. It. Yeah. If you could somehow manage, is everything locked up on the 31st? Oh, I'm sure it is. I haven't even yeah. bothered to look. I haven't, I haven't checked. Oh, well, you got into Animal Kingdom, though, didn't you? Or was what, that, for, for New, are, wasn't that New Year's Eve? A couple years No, ago? we did Epcot New Year's Eve, but I, I mean, I booked it like way in advance. Um, and also, that I think one thing that held the reservations down that day is they weren't keeping Epcot open till midnight and everybody yeah. was like, go ahead and book it. Cause they will, they're, they're just going to extend <laughs> the hours and guess what? They didn't, they like, they closed Epcot at 10 o'clock on uh, new year's Eve. That was, would that have been 2020? I guess it 2020. probably was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, but we managed to drink around the world that night. My first <laughs> and only time drinking around the world in a compressed timeline um because we had to complete it before <laughs> i remember you talking about that yeah <laughs> yeah you were feeling a little poorly the next morning i was i well and i also stayed up super late we were, we were staying at animal kingdom lodge and since we that's we were right we that's were why back, i thought you were at ak yeah we were back to the room before midnight and everybody passed out and I went out on the balcony because we had Savannah view. And I sat there and rang in the new year with the Savannah animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was a good time. I think I, I actually considered sleeping on the balcony because I was like, this would be kind of fun. Like, but it got kind of chilly. Yeah. I went oh, in. Chill, chilly. Florida chilly. cold. Yeah. Florida, Florida cold. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about. I know. Well, I mean, for you, I, I wonder if it's as intense as it is for me. Because you living in Cincinnati, you dealt with like a real winter. Yeah. I And I dealt with a mild winter in Knoxville, Tennessee. So, like, when I say, I, you know, actually, a week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, 
um, there were some mornings where I was walking the dog and it was like 52 degrees, 53. I was cold outside. See, I still wouldn't be. I, I would be all right. Yeah. So that to me, once it drops down, I think below 55 in Florida, I start feeling Florida cold. Like to me, it's, it's like that humidity. It like gets right to the bone. It's like, yeah. and I have to be bundled up at that point. But, but I guess it sounds like your, your uh, temperature uh, is maybe you've got a lower threshold uh, before yep. you start feeling like it's Florida cold. What, what I, would you say your cutoff is? Uh, probably in the forties. That's when I break out and I, I, I'll wear longer, long pants. Other yeah. than that, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, Did you, are you a person who like, do you prefer cold over hot usually, or are you a hot over cold? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'll take the hot anytime. Okay. I'll take the hot anytime. And I know people say, well, you know, you can dress to get cold or for the cold. You can only undress so far to get warm. I'm like, eh, watch me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know what they're saying. I just, yeah. I was, I was a fireman for 32 years and I got too cold too many times. You get wet and you get cold and, and I, no, I was done. That's another reason why I'm, Another reason why we moved to Florida, I didn't want to deal with the cold anymore. Yeah. I retired and it just, we got, it was an opportunity, to, many opportunities for us to move here. So I don't, I don't miss the cold at all. I was back home just last week and what day was it I got there? Tuesday or Wednesday? And it got down to 29 ooh, one morning. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I walked outside, I just strolled outside and I stood there for a minute. I'm like, yeah, still don't like it. And I yeah. walked back in the house and closed the door. I don't have to be out there. It's crazy. Like when it gets that cold, the air, I mean, obviously it is kind of like a different thing, but like it, it, it's like you're literally standing in a freezer. Like it, it just, the, it's like this sting that's actually in the air. And, um, I hate it. I hate the cold. I, I'm a person who definitely prefers hot over cold. And I get the whole like, well, you can only undress so much. But but here <laughs> here's what I say is that I don't think people should be allowed to complain about being hot and complain about being cold. You get one. So for me, it's cold. And I I don't mind a sweat. I really don't. It doesn't bother me either. that much. Um, you know, I know it's gross, but I'll just I deodorant up. And I wear water wicking clothes when I go to the parks or whatever I need to do. I really don't mind to sweat. I like I'll get cold drinks. I can swim. I I can beat the heat. Right. Okay. I know how to do it. But cold, like like you said, like I there are times that I feel like I've been so cold that I was like, will I ever shake this feeling like yeah. in my body? Yep. And I I hate it when you're shivering so bad you can feel it in your gut. You're like, Ugh, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, I moved to Florida because I knew it was warm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the heat. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'm fine here. Are Tracy and Maddie the same, or do they? Is it is it tougher for them with the heat? Tracy had uh, Tracy's acclimated pretty well. Okay, it, when we've she didn't tolerate the heat very well. She don't like the cold either. <laughs> so she, she was wants a, a, she wants a very yeah, moderate. She wants a moderate temperature, <laughs> and Maddie's a kid what the hell do they know <laughs> she's 
you know, uh, she she'll take the heat over the cold too. Yeah. And again, that comes back to standing outside at the bus stop. I tell people this story all the time. One of the last times we were on at the bus stop, a cold morning, we had run out of snow days and the, they were going to school as long as the streets were clear. We were standing at the bus stop with a minus 25 wind chill. Ugh, gross. I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. No, humans should not be in that. Yeah, they shouldn't have, but. <laughs> and she was going to school. Yeah. In that temperature. I was half tempted to say your bus stops right there, girl. Take a Bye bye. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I I'm, I have no interest. No, thanks. I, I will vacation and go see snow. I don't need to see it on my everyday you know, right. day-to-day life. And that I don't miss the snow. It's beautiful. I love watching it fall. I can love being able to sit in my house and watch it snow. And if I want to see that, I'll watch the weather forecast for Cincinnati. If they say <laughs> they're going to be getting a couple inches of snow and I want to see it, I will go up there, I'll watch it snow, and I'll ship my ass right back here to Florida. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. Um, Rob, whether you believe this or not, we've actually managed to fill up the hour and, and I didn't even get through my list of questions with you. Um, that all that means is we've got to do this again soon and continue on to the, the rest of the questions and talk more about the, the topics that we had planned for yeah. today. Hey, you know where I live. You got my number. Yeah. You, you can find me. You can I really find appreciate where I really appreciate <laughs> you doing this tonight. I mean, I was in a bit of a pinch, um, uh, as people are hearing this, uh, I actually recorded this a week ago because uh, I have to go out of town, um, going to Knoxville. I'm actually, I will have returned from Knoxville, and now I am back in Knoxville because my mom is having surgery, and I'm back to to help around uh, around that their house for for a little while. So, um, yeah, going back to town. Um, but before we go, because we've talked a lot of college football on yeah. uh, on the the Passholder Lounge podcast. And this show will be coming out on the eve of the Tennessee Georgia game. So in order to create the maximum good juju for the University of Tennessee football volunteers, I have a shot of Jack Daniels whiskey that I'm about to do right here before we wrap up. Yeah, Rocky Top. And I'm just gonna say it worked against Bama. And I predicted a 10-point victory, which, by the way, we would have had had it not been for that unfortunate fumble near the end of the game. Yep. It would have been at least 10. Um, I think we got a shot in this Georgia game. I know it's crazy. I think they're the best team in the country. But I think, hey, when you can score points, you got a shot. That's what I say. Yep. And this team scores points better than any Tennessee team I've ever seen. So, with that in mind, go Vols, beat Georgia, down the hatch. Yep. What a team. What a yeah. team. It's wild. I'm, so much fun to watch. Yeah. I've seen some people I've seen some people tweeting um that they've been watching NFL games the last few weeks and they're like, why are these not fun anymore? And it's like, oh, because watching Tennessee has become fun and these games are boring because they're not scoring 50 points. Right. Look. I don't care if we ruin college football because Josh Heupel has a hack. Fine. I don't care. I don't care. There. I'm, I'm all about college football. Yeah. I, I'll sit. I'll watch the Bearcats. 
I will watch the balls. I'll watch Alabama. Roll Tide. I have to say that or my grandmother will haunt me tonight. So I'll be editing that out of the podcast. That'll be the one okay. thing I edit out of the podcast. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> just that's kidding. Okay. Bro. Okay. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, this is, this has been a blast. And as we wrap up here, let's let people know how they can find you out there on the social medias and interwebs at large. Uh, you can find me everywhere on Facebook. Yes, I'm still there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Theme Park Rob. Uh, pretty easy to find. YouTube, Theme Park Rob, and I should be getting my email or my email from them to lock in my handle. I think that's something new that they're doing. So, on but what? yeah, uh, I guess you can lock in your handle if you haven't already. I know like for users that don't have that many viewers or I guess certified accounts, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, you can lock in like oh. the Passholder Lounge, youtube.com forward slash Passholder Lounge. Okay. All right. I don't think I need a YouTube. Although yeah. I have been thinking about bringing back happy hours on YouTube because yeah. the Passholder Lounge seems like it'd be appropriate to do such a thing. Oh my God. I just got to think imagine? about, yeah, I just got to think about a good time, a good night. Cause I, I think I'd like to make it just like a set regular thing instead of like roads. I, I thought about moving it around. Cause some like, well, what if not everybody can do a Tuesday? Well, what if not everybody can do a Wednesday? I think for me to do it, it'll have to be a set night at a set time every two weeks. I think I like doing it bi-weekly like we were doing for a while with the morning monorail. And uh, man, we had some fun with those happy hours. Uh, back in the day, so <laughs> I, th- I think that'd be it. And plus, this show, in my and f- from my point of view, is like all about like just keeping the community together and building this this group, building that hashtag monorail fam, and and building those connections. And I feel like that's one of the best ways to do it is those happy hours and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you're a great person to a great person to join up with like that. So oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's been a real pleasure, Rob. I, I um, and again, we're going to do this again really soon. Yep. But, Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, you are welcome, and and cheers to you, my friend. I hope you have a great night. You too, buddy. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Theme park, Rob, doing his thing. Joining the Passholder Lounge and making it a better place because he is here and part of it. And you know what? All of you make the Passholder Lounge a better place because you are here and part of it. And I thank you for that. I thank you for people who have rated and reviewed the show on iTunes or any of the other places that you might listen to the show. I thank you for interacting. I thank you for following me on Twitter at the PHL Pod or Instagram, the Passholder Lounge Podcast, or sending me an email. Passholder Lounge Pod at gmail.com. You can do all of those things. I'm also Justin underscore monorail on the social media if you want to follow my personal accounts. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now in the month of November, which you know what that means. It is Christmas season. It's time to start spreading Christmas cheer. <laughs> Thanksgiving is just like a little uh, stepping stone to Christmas. There's not Thanksgiving songs that we play on the radio. 
people don't really specifically decorate for Thanksgiving. It is a transition holiday, and it's part of it's it's pre-Christmas. That's what Thanksgiving. I love I love it by the way. Love Thanksgiving, but it is pre-Christmas, and now we just got we're gonna start counting shopping days and all that sort of thing. But I hope that you get to spend this holiday with your loved ones and your friends and family. And I hope also you'll spend it here with me and the Monorail family. Hashtag Monorail fam. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you could possibly know. I hope that you come back next week. I'll save you a seat right here in the Passholder Lounge. Bye-bye, everybody. Drink up, drink up, drink up, then order again. Minutes fly by. Eight, nine, ten, that old clock's ticking. About time to say good night.